With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Athletic Asian Podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm your host, Nathan Nguyen. Today, we have a special guest to discuss some NFL. We know the draft is coming up in a couple of days. Very excited for that. Uh, hopefully, my Giants make the right decisions this year. Last year, we did an amazing job, but this year, we need to nail our draft picks. So without further, with, uh, without further ado, uh, we welcome in John Kirkner of the iTest Podcast. You can follow him uh, on YouTube or subscribe, I should say. Uh, John, first off, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast, and I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nate. It's going to be a good one. Definitely, John. Uh, I'll get into it. Uh, well, actually, before we get into it, I want to ask you, did you play any sports back when you were young, or do you still play any sports uh, yeah. on the side of fun? Uh, I don't play any sports now, uh, like, you know, competitively. But mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I tried just about every sport, but the ones that I really stuck to were uh, baseball and wrestling. I was uh, okay. I wrestled for probably about like six years through high school. Um, did a little bit of club wrestling in college, and then baseball was more so like on the intramural level. Never really played for a school just because I was so wrapped up in wrestling. Uh, tried football in eighth grade. I was horrible. I was like eighty five pounds in eighth grade, and uh, they put me on the offensive line, third string right guard just so I wouldn't play. Uh, so I was horrible at football. I had like one tackle. Everyone went crazy. And then I played a lot of hockey too, like second through sixth grade. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I played, I played a good amount of hockey. All right. I think the fact that they put you at right guard at 85 pounds. Yeah, they definitely. They just didn't want me to play. I feel like I was the same way because out of all the guys, because I played in high school football, um, my sophomore year and my, my senior year, I took a break junior year for some reason. Uh, they put me at running back, which was fine, but then they also put me at corner, even though I never played defense before. Yeah, but like you said, it's probably because they didn't want me to play. But I ended up playing like when we were down like 50 to zero. They were like, All right, go ahead and go in. I said, yeah. All right, I guess. But the point is, at least we played sports in high school or when we were young and we got some experience, and now you cover fantasy football. Uh, and I, I love it, it's great. Uh, check it out the iTest podcast, but bef- let's might uh, you know might as well dive into it. 
Aaron Rodgers, after what, weeks, months of speculation, the deal finally got done. If you guys don't know, uh, the Green Bay Packers made a trade with the New York Jets as of yesterday, turning away their franchise quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, to the Jets. Uh, there's some other picks involved, uh, most notably the number 13 pick will go to the Packers and the number 15 pick in this year goes to the New York Jets. Uh, this is something that's been brewing for a long time. We knew Rodgers was going to the Jets, but it was just a matter of when, uh, and it happened yesterday. But, you know, with Rodgers going to the Jets, you have Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver. You have McCall Hardman joining them via free agency. Uh, Brees Hall coming back from injury on the uh, at running back as well. Just a, a lot of guys to discuss from a fantasy football aspect, but specifically Rodgers, John, how does this outlook look like? Is he going to be a top 10, top 15 fantasy quarterback, or are we should we temper our expectations just a little bit? Well, he's definitely got better weapons in New York than he did in uh, his his final year in Green Bay, at least. So I do think that Aaron Rodgers will have a better year than last year. Um, I mean, Garrett Wilson is just – he's looking like a top five wide receiver after his rookie year. I think he's going to make a huge leap. Um, I mean, he was like – he was only like the he was in like the twenties, I think, for in terms of fantasy rankings for wide receiver. That was a little bit of surprise when you when you when the season ended. You go and look, and you're like, oh wow, he seemed to be a lot better than that. You know, a thousand yards his rookie year. He won rookie of the year. So um, I think he's just going to make a huge jump, similar to like how CD Lamb did from his rookie to his sophomore year. Um, and then Brees Hall, it seems like he got injured at the right time. He's going to come back healthy. He'll be able to do some training camp. And yeah, I think if they can address the offensive line in the draft, then the Jets are going to be a pretty, pretty deadly offense. I agree. Cause you think about, you know, when you think of the offensive line, you think of Mekhi Becton and Becton has gotten injured a lot this past few years and his career when he's on the field, he's pretty solid, but you know, you can't be solid when you're injured. So it's, you know, heading into this draft, I would think the Jets could use a, a like a tight end of some sorts. But, you know, mentioning offensive line, they might dive into uh, the pool of players, which may include Paris Johnson from Ohio State, the off the tackle, I believe. Yeah, so him. Um, and like also like that first round swap is pretty big because there's a chance that the Jets, if they don't go the offensive line route, they could scoop one of the tight ends that the Packers also need. You know, whether it's Michael May or Dalton Kincaid. So that could get pretty interesting. I think this draft is just going to be uh, – I don't think we know what's actually going to happen. I mean, usually three days before the draft, you know who the first quarterback off the board is going to be. And exactly. First we thought it was Stroud. Then we thought it was Young. And then Will Levis puts out this video of him throwing 60 yards on his knees, and now all of a sudden he's like a top favorite to go number one. So we have no idea. And then Anthony Richardson too. Like we don't even know. Exactly. It's crazy. I saw it this morning too about the Levis thing. I was like, no way he's going number one. But isn't that exciting though? We don't know who's going to go number one. It is. Who, yeah, it's exciting and frustrating at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's no like one prospect that makes you say, okay, he's definitely going number one. Like in basketball, for example, there's in the NBA, there's this guy called Victor Wembanyama. He's going number one next year in the NBA mm. draft. But the NFL is just so much different that we just don't. Is it Bryce Young? Is it CJ Stroud? Is it some Will Anderson stuff, like from the movie Draft Day, when a defensive player got chosen first overall, even though he was like a, you know, he was more down the draft board. It's just a complete uh, debacle, but it's it's fun to look, to look at into. Uh, but let's be honest, Will Levis isn't going number one. Yeah, Panthers. Who do you think it's going to be? Young. 
Uh, let's see. You know, I, I do like C.J. Stroud, but Bryce Young is just that type of guy. You know, he's from Alabama, and I get it. People are like, oh, well, just because he's from Alabama doesn't mean he's going to go number one and be really good. Yeah, but Bryce Young has shown that he's – I don't know. I, I like his traits. I, I do like his traits. Um, size, I get it. He's like, what, under six foot? Yeah, no, that's just, the only concerning yeah. part. But there, we've seen so many quarterbacks, especially in this mm-hmm. uh, day and age of the NFL where – small quarterbacks can make it exactly so but in terms of Rod, the role of roger situation i do hope he, he succeeds he's what 39 years old so mm-hmm. you know the jets may have found their guy but they're they're gonna have to you know hopefully find a quarterback once he, he retires so maybe zach wilson remains on the roster I, I i really don't know about that because he's not gonna be happy about being on the bench but at the same time he didn't really perform well yeah, last season so exactly yeah but John, we know that you know these NFL draft prospects the best out of everyone I know so far in terms of offense. Defensively, we could dive into that another time, but offense will focus right now because let's face it, offense wins championships. Now I'm just playing. We know defense wins championships. You think? Offense, I, I don't know. No, offense. I, I like offense. I, yeah, I do like I mean, offense. The Super Bowl last year showed that offense wins Super Bowls. Exactly. So. Yeah, this whole thing about oh, defense – wins games or championships. No, offense not only wins the championships, but also makes them more fun. Yeah. We don't want to sit through a, a 6-3, 10-7 uh, game. No, no one likes that. We want to see, like, shootouts, you know, 52-49. Or like you said, the Super Bowl last season, we saw Jalen Hurts and Mahomes just go uh, back-to-back in terms of touchdowns and whatnot. That was fun. Yeah. So, you know, covering offensive prospects will definitely be something I want to cover today. And the first question I have for you is this. Uh, in terms of offensive prospects, who are your favorites? I, I have I have uh, some for me, but who are your favorite offensive prospects in this year's draft? Well, should I say the obvious and like Bijan Robinson, or are you looking for something more interesting? Than that? Um, let's start with Bijan Robinson because I know a lot of people have a lot of fascination with them. I heard he's been compared to a Saquon Barkley, which is something that's really cool to me because the Giants have Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Uh, you know, not to be biased here and say, oh, B. John Robinson is going to be, a, you know, a top five running back. But it seems like a lot of people are saying he's going to be really good. So why is that? Um, I mean, he can he can run the ball, he can catch the ball and he can block. So he's got so many opportunities to be on the field for every play. Um, he's a, one of the three blue chip players in the first round. So, I mean, that that says something. Um, mm-hmm. He's the only offensive blue chip player. So I think that's pretty big. And then uh, if I were to bring my bias into it, he's projected to get drafted by the Eagles. So um, Bijan is just so interesting to me. And I became attached to him, you know, towards the end of his final year at Texas and didn't even think that it would be an opportunity to land in Philadelphia. Once uh, the Eagles moved on from Miles Sanders, uh, they brought in Rashad Penny. So I was like, eh, maybe it's not going to happen. But then the rumors just started to swirl. And I mean, Bijan is just one of a kind, man. It's a, uh, it's a lot of, and uh, like people who are surrounded in the sports industry are saying that it's just not smart to draft a running back that high in a draft. But that's if it's not Bijan Robinson. You know, he's he's projected to go top ten for a reason, uh, and Saquon was too, and Christian McCaffrey and Zeke and Todd Gurley all those players and they had great careers. So Bijan is also like the most 
uh, bust-proof player in the whole entire draft. So that says something. I'm surprised if he doesn't go earlier before 10 because it looks like the Falcons are interested in him too. I think the one question is, if he's so good, why aren't teams choosing him in top five? Is it just because of the narrative that you don't choose a running back in the top five uh, like we've seen a few years ago? Or uh, are there other prospects better than Bijan that – I mean, because – let's think about it. Let's say Carolina, right? You have Miles Sanders, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess number two is Houston. Damian Pierce, yeah. Number three is the the Bears, aren't isn't it? Uh, three is gonna be the uh, Cardinals or the Colts, maybe. There's gonna be a trade for the number three spot. It looks like the Titans could get the number three Colts or the um, Titans, Colts or the Cardinals. Okay, so I guess the, I, the Bears moved back to nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would probably make sense then because the team's in the top five. But I got I got the answer for you here. This is why, like, Bijan's not going earlier. What do all those teams have in common? Panthers, Texans, Colts, losing records. Mm-hmm. All right, so you never see a team that went to the Super Bowl have the number 10 pick. So the team that goes to the Super Bowl, they have a pretty well-rounded team, right? They don't have that many holes to fill. So that's that's why it's looking like the Eagles are projected to get Bijan because they have the luxury to do it and they have two first round picks. That is true. So so these teams like the Panthers, Texans, Colts, the Raiders, you know, those teams are horrible. They they can't start rebuilding with a running back. And I hate to say it, although Saquon is super good, the Giants chose Saquon at a time where they didn't have all the pieces to be successful. So yeah, Saquon's had a successful career. But the the Giants are slowly getting better. But in his prime years, his rookie sophomore year, you know, um, you didn't see much success with the Giants. But mm-hmm. I will say, Giants are looking very competitive now, and they had a great draft last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is definitely something to note. But yeah, those teams they're not going to pick Bijan because they know that that probably isn't going to get them in the playoffs. You know, they can have Bijan, but if they don't have a good offensive line or a good defense, then their team's just not going to win. I agree. I think this is, you know, for, for the Eagles, like you mentioned, this is the perfect scenario. It's like, okay, we have a top 10 pick because we made the right decisions. Uh, we made the Super Bowl last year. Our, you know, offensive pieces are still in depth. We still have a outstanding quarterback who we just re-signed. We have a great offensive line. Jason Kelsey's back, which is great. Our wideouts are still there and A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. They're going to get better. We just need a running back. Yeah, you could talk about well, Eagles starts to be like, we have Boston Scott or we have uh, uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, but you need a like a, a really, really good running back. And Bijan yeah. um, is that guy. So the Eagles, I think if you're an Eagles fan, you feel pretty good because as a Giants fan myself, when we drafted Saquon number two in you know 2017 uh, or 18, whatever the case may be, we the team wasn't complete. Like you, you didn't have a star wide receiver like the Eagles. So you don't have a star tight end or offensive line. That's really good. Defensively, you still had issues, but, you know, choosing number two overall and all the fans are saying, we want Saquon, we want like a playmaker. You had to get on where else the you know, New York media is probably going to yeah. be on your back. So exactly. it was more of a uh, emotional choice, I think. But I- I'm grateful. Yeah, Saquon's more- great to have. Like Exactly. You know, but now you're doing the rebuilding now mm-hmm. as opposed to before. So, you know, the Eagles love to focus on the trenches. That was like their thing. Draft the exactly. offensive line, the defensive line. We have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bijan is a good fit. Definitely. Um, in terms of quarterbacks, do you like 
you asked me about Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, but do you like Young or Stroud, or is there someone else that you think is better than them? I mean, I doubt it, but in terms yeah, of quarterbacks. So, I mean, I, my, my top three quarterbacks are going to be Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and then Hendon Hooker, actually, in that order. Yeah, that's my that's my sleeper of the of the of the whole draft in terms okay. of quarterbacks. I think uh, he's not going to get drafted before Levis or Richardson. He could get drafted before one of them, not both. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I really like Hendon Hooker. But why is that though? Because we've from the mock drafts I've seen, Hooker's going like third, maybe fourth round at times. And when you think of quarterbacks, you think of Richardson. Or a Levis before a hooker. What? Why is that? Um, so in the mock draft, in fantasy mock drafts, he's going third or fourth round. I would say, um, in terms of the NFL mock drafts, I would say he's going third or fourth. But in terms of a fantasy aspect, I can't really say with one hundred percent certainty. Yeah, I mean, oh. in in fantasy mock drafts and dynasty superflex leagues, he's looking at like an early second round, possibly late first round. Um, so he's like projected around like the 2.1 to where like the 2.4 like early second um and then in a couple of mock drafts that like mel kuyper and these guys have been doing they've got like the seahawks doing some trades to get into the end of the first round and grabbing hendon hooker so i think if uh if if like draft capital says a lot about a player so if hendon hooker were to fall down to the second or third round of the nfl draft then yeah, my opinion would probably change. Um, but seeing these mock drafts and seeing that Hendon Hooker is like a pretty high prospect, um, if if people if teams are trading to get him in the first round, that says a lot about what these NFL experts think, and they know way more than I do. I'm just going off of what the experts are saying mm-hmm. and and what they're showing. Rather, you know, you don't hear much chatter about Hendon Hooker. He's old. He's coming off an ACL injury. Um, played in college for like five years. But old for quarterback is is Aaron Rodgers, 39. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 25. You know, he's not a running back. So that's like I disregard that. The the cons of Hendon Hooker are the ACL injury and the fact that he played in like a Tennessee offense. They get a lot of slack for some reason for like their offensive scheme. I don't really – I don't watch um, a ton of college football. I mainly just keep up with the stars and then I, I dive into college football in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So um, as we get ready for, for the draft and dynasty leagues. So, yeah, I mean, I just think that Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are like home run hitters where they could be booms or they could be busts. You're not going to get like a, a solid, like high floor with them. But Hendon Hooker, if he has a year behind Geno Smith or Kirk Cousins, or he's projected to get drafted by the Rams behind Matt Stafford, um, those are all good quarterbacks to learn from and then have success maybe one or two years down the road. I, I like that perspective. I want to say one thing. I don't want him going to the Rams because I just feel they're going to have like a massive rebuild. Don't, I, I feel I like that because the Rams is, would be the worst place for Hooker to land out of those three that I listed. Oh yeah, I mean, plus the Rams even have a first round pick. They, they don't have a first round pick this year, right? They tra- they had to trade that away, I, I think. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at like uh one of Mel Kuyper's mock drafts has them trading in. So like we're gonna, I think we're gonna see a lot of trades. So, um, people are the, going after these quarterbacks, man. Hendon Hooker has been a hot com- uh, hot topic over like the last <laughs> week or two. 
that's the beauty of the NFL, man. We just don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. uh, Hooker in the article talked about how he wouldn't give himself a ranking, but in terms of the guys on the list, he would say he's number one. So his ability to you know create plays with the uh, with his legs, um, his arm is good as well. I think for me, it's just a shocker of how, despite a torn ACL, teams are saying, "Hey, let's trade up for this guy." It's like, wait a minute, but he has a torn ACL. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We still want him. That's like why. But you know, based off his productivity in college. You mentioned his age, how that doesn't really factor in as much because he's not a running back. Uh, if Rodgers can play till he's 39, if Tom Brady can play till he's 45, then Hooker can play uh, regardless of his age. And not to say Hooker's going to be a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but uh, in terms of prospects, he should be regarded higher. So um, along with me, as well as many other fans, we should be maybe paying more attention to Hooker, maybe watching some Hendon Hooker film before mm-hmm. Thursday's draft. Yeah. Uh, I should probably be doing that as well, but... Um, Definitely a shocker, but a great perspective from you in terms of that. Uh, but there's no doubt Bryce Young, she did shop. They're going one, two uh, in terms of quarterbacks off the board. And then after that, it's just it's just a matter of who's going to go after. Um, yeah. I do want to say in terms of the Raiders, we know for sure they're not getting a quarterback unless something uh, surprising happens because they signed, you know, they signed Jimmy G. Uh, to that contract so maybe they should dive into hooker maybe give him a year or two because jimmy g's there for what three years it wouldn't hurt to get Hendon hooker at that specific position at seven yeah especially i mean even if uh if they if hooker can find a way to slide down to the beginning of the second round they can get him at the two seven um i don't think the raiders would reach on hooker at the one seven they definitely are looking to get some defensive players or maybe like an offensive lineman um that's that's kind of the route that I think they're going to go, uh, but let's be honest, the Raiders don't make smart draft decisions. At exactly. All. So whatever pick they choose, it's going to be the wrong one. <laughs> like you have the normal GM, you have the the smart GM, and then you have the Raiders. Yeah, right. Making that because you just didn't. I think they chose like a defensive player, like fourth overall, when they had that particular pick a few years ago. Even though he could have been chosen like later in the draft, it was just Clinton Flair. Clinton Farrell was his name. Yeah, uh, defensive defensive player, but Lust. Uh, I think he's with SF now or something. <laughs> well, I don't even, know. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, no one even cares. It's this defense, like like we said, we care about the offense. Uh, but this upcoming season, we do, we can predict uh, that Bryce Young, Stroud. I know this is like you know I, I keep repeating myself in terms of those two guys, but I'm enamored as well as many others about those two guys. But do you see those one of those two or both or another rookie quarterback that could be a top 15 fantasy performer this season? Or do you think they all need like a, some time to develop? Well, that's a good, that's a good question. I think, uh, I think both need time to develop. Um, top 15 is, a, is kind of pushing it. Um, I guess if I had to, to pick, it would be young if he were drafted by the Panthers, but, um, but there's another situation where Stroud could be drafted by the Texans. And then the Texans also get uh, Jackson Smith Jigba at the 12. So, so then my, my stock on uh, CJ Stroud goes up if they get JSN. So there's a lot of things that have to happen. My opinion is going to be different next week after the draft. You Mm -hmm. know, this is all speculation here, but if we were to play it out on how like a lot of the mock drafts are playing young goes to the Panthers, Stroud goes to the Texans. And then if that's it, if there were no other picks made 
I would say that Young does better than Stroud his rookie year. Seems but here's like the more weapons. They got Miles Sanders. They brought in Adam Thielen, um, and then who's the wide receiver? The other wide receiver that they brought in, oh uh, Ark. So that looks pretty nice, right? Hayden Hurst at tight end. You know, that's not go. super bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they're not ideal landing spots. Tell you that much. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to – none of these early quarterbacks are going to get drafted by, like, a team with a lot of weapons. Will Levis of the Colts is interesting because you got Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. That is true. Yeah. Uh, good, better coaching staff too. So <laughs> if Will Levis is better than I think, then Will Levis could be – could have a, a good rookie season with those weapons. But I think with the Houston thing, there's multiple – uh, reports saying that, oh, they're not going to go quarterback. I'm not saying that. I know. I That's yeah, but why, why is it? No. If you're a Texans fan, you, you got to be frustrated or pissed off because no way you're going into to August, September with no offense. You know, obviously, I'm no one no to talk. I'm a, I was a third string running back slash cornerback <laughs> in high school, but you're not going to 2023 with Will, uh, not Will, uh, what's his name? Davis, Davis Mills. Yeah. You can't, right? I no to answer your question. No, I'm I'm wondering if there's going to be a trade between the Texans and the Titans, where like the Texans get like Tannehill, and they give up. I don't know. I don't know. There's going to be some crazy because Tannehill's trade rumors are swirling around. Derrick Henry trade rumors are swirling around. So like that that could be interesting for the tight because the Titans are totally moving on from Malik uh, Willis. Like they've given already. Up well, yeah, I mean, there's there's rumors that they're going to trade up to the three spot or the two spot and get a quarterback. So, like, it's it's very obvious what they think of Malik Willis. And if they do that move, if they want to move up into the first three picks, they're going to have to get to go into full rebuild and get their rookie quarterback. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be the smartest move if they go that route. So they don't believe in developing Willis. I like Willis. I, I like. I, I get it. He came from Liberty University, wherever that is. But like. Yeah, shouldn't you develop? It's been only a year, and he you thrust him into an offense last season. It was, it was crap. Yeah, it, it, it really was. I mean, yeah, his job was just to hand it off to Derek Henry. Like, I could do it, John. You could do it. You could, you know, snap the ball, just give it to your running back. You could do that, right? Just yeah. I just don't see why you, you want to give all his time to develop. They probably, like I said, I I don't know everything, but I I follow what the experts are showing in their behavior, and if they're talking about getting a quarterback then it's very clear that they don't think much of Malik Willis damn you might as well just trade Malik Willis to, to Houston at this point because they probably I, have, rather have Davis Mills I'd probably take Davis Mills over Malik Willis <laughs> I don't know I just I, I can't I can't picture myself being a fan of a team that has Davis Mills at court I don't know oh, yeah, me neither no that I would just be, can't I, if I was a Texans fan I would be screaming for some quarterback that that is uh you know highly projected to do well exactly just get get someone get get i don't know a cj stroud maybe it's like a smoke screen and then houston goes number two and they they choose uh, you know draft the quarterbacks okay great phew they, they were just trying to trick people they failed in doing that but at least they got their guy um unless they wait till like the fifth round and draft like a tanner mckee from stanford i'm just spitballing a random name that i no, saw you're right there, there are a lot of like like you said smoke screens especially mm-hmm. as we get closer to the draft it's all strategy you know these these owners are playing chess with the other owners they're making up these rumors to 
have them not have their eyes on the actual target. So I, I see it. I totally understand. Um, but it's hard to ignore the rumors because they're fun to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. So we covered quarterbacks. We covered running backs. We covered a little bit of tight end earlier. I think he said Michael Mayer, when we talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation, I like, I like him as well from Notre Dame. Uh, my last question before we go, John, is this, I love wide receivers. I am big fan of them this year. Uh, I love a Jordan Addison who I really hope falls to 25, like really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have a Quentin Johnson. Yeah. You have a Quentin Johnson from TCU. You have Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio state. You have uh, Zay flowers who is rumored to Kansas city a lot. I mean, he worked out with Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, just give Mahomes all, you know, the more weapons for him, Great. You know, save some for the rest of us, right? Uh, but out of those four guys and Flowers, Smith and Jigba, Addison, and Johnston from TCU, who do you like the best? Uh, JSN by, by a mile. Yeah, I mean, uh, listening to the head coach of Ohio State talk about his uh, top wide receivers, and he, he actually ranked them, and you never – hear coaches do that when they get asked that question like who were your favorite wide receivers to coach they always beat around the bush and he answered that so honestly and it was really cool to see he had marvin harrison at number one mm-hmm. jsn at two and then terry mclaurin and then chris olave at four wow um and i mean for jsn to be in an offense with olave and oh garrett wilson was in that list too um, I forgot to mention that, but he was on an offense with those two star receivers and he still put up amazing production. The big concern with him, if there is one, is mm-hmm. like he played three games his final year. But that's the thing. Yeah. I'm like, you know, uh... if he projected this high again, that shows that it's not a factor. And he had an amazing combine. Um, everyone was concerned with his speed. I think he had a pretty decent not one of the fastest, but a pretty decent 40 time. And I mean, just great contested catches. He's an absolute body. He's going to be a red zone target. Mm -hmm. So um, the question is, is if he gets drafted by the Texans, who's their quarterback? Exactly. You know, so um, Quentin Johnson, I'm getting lower and lower on as we get closer to the draft, just because it seems I'm I'm huge on draft capital. So Uh if a wide receiver that say a month ago was projected to go in like teens or the early twenties, and now he doesn't get it even invited to the first round. He's not even invited to the first round on Thursday night because they don't want to have any awkward moments if he were to fall out of the first round, which is crazy that they care about that. I mean, he's a professional player. He should probably start dealing with awkward moments and pressure. Yeah. Like that. But that's a, that's a red flag for me. If he's going to f- slip by all these teams that clearly need a receiver in like the 20s, we're talking the Ravens, the Vikings could use one up. They let go of feeling the chargers they might be trading keenan allen they could use a wide receiver um the giants all the bills i mean so many teams in the in the 20s need a wide receiver if quentin johnson does not get drafted by one of those teams that's a bad sign mm-hmm. so um zay flowers i'm huge on i think my order would be jsn and then zay flowers um coming out of a smaller school again some some people don't really like that mm-hmm. but uh, I believe he declared early for the draft, which is a good sign. Um, and he's just climbing the draft boards of all these experts. So I'm, I'm pretty big on Zay Flowers. Okay. All right. And look, if Johnson falls, that's that's great for the teams that, you know, towards the end of the first round. But like you said, if he falls to the second round, 
that does cause concern because you look at his look at him, he's like six three, six four, I believe is his height. You know, he can he's an X receiver. You put him on the outside, he could help you win those fifty fifty balls, in my opinion. But if he's falling, like you mentioned, that's a cause for concern. Something yeah, that the, I yeah. The big problem that um these scouts were were listing for Quentin Johnson was that he has a ton of body catches. He's not high pointing mm. ball. So um, that, that is a concern, but that's pretty fixable. You know, like, do you remember the Jamar Chase rumors before his rookie season where it's like he can't catch the ball because there's no white line on the football? Like, that, <laughs> that made people not draft him in dynasty leagues, and he fell a couple spots down the first round where he should have been like a 1-2. He was getting drafted at like the 1-5. And whoever was in the middle of the draft got super lucky because you have an all-time talent. So, like, you got to be careful with these rumors. You can't, like, hone in on them and not focus on the obvious stuff. Quinton Johnson was a playmaker um, in the red zone, you know, could go deep ball. He's averaging, like, 18 yards a catch or something crazy like that. Uh, so, if he can learn how to high point the ball and not catch with his body, then he would be a pretty deadly target. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. The NFL draft is, as we record this, two days away. Uh, very excited for what our teams have in store. Wait, I, didn't, I didn't ask you, John. Do you have a favorite football team? I assume you do. I just don't know who it is. Oh, yeah, it's the Eagles. Oh, that's why you're high on Bijan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I made sure I pointed that out. That's <laughs> why I, when I, like, all these mock drafts have Bijan go to the Eagles. So I, I am on cloud nine right now until we don't pick them. Then I'm going to be super upset. You know how frustrating it is for a Giants fan to watch uh, our team face the Eagles every single like, twice a year. You know how ridiculous that is. Okay, I get no. You guys I get us trouble. Like one, one, one out of the no. two games, you guys tend to give us some type of struggle. I, I think so. I think. I mean, it's a divisional rival, so mm-hmm. those games are always. Yeah, the Eagles are probably favored, but it's not like we're stomping on you guys. I would Except say I think the, the first. Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that was terrible. I remember the last season, the first game we played you guys in the regular season, it was it was pretty ugly. The second game, obviously, you know, we had backups in there. Mm-hmm. The Eagles had to, you know, try to actually play to clinch a play, uh, yeah. number one seed. Yeah, right. pressure right. was on us. Exactly. For us, it was just like, okay, we put our backups in. No one cares. And the playoffs came around. You, you don't know the excitement I had in myself when we made the playoffs and we beat the Vikings. And, oh, my God, we get the Eagles. You know, we play them twice. We don't, you know, usually when you're a division team, you don't get beaten by your rival three times. It I just, know. it doesn't happen. And then we get blown out. And honestly, that was, I did, I did have the Giants beating the Vikings. They won me a lot of money that night. So, really? Yeah. And I, I, they were big underdogs. And I was like, I, I'm taking the Giants here. The Vikings always choke in the playoffs and the Giants are the hot team. So in the first round, you got to go with the hot team. I'm glad you guys, I mean, I'm glad you yeah, got I was a Giants fan least. for a couple hours. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got something from us, but. Um, from an Eagles perspective, you know, I hate to say this, this probably will cause some stir amongst Giants fans who watch or listen to this podcast, but I do really love Jalen Hurts. I, oh, yeah. He's just someone I just, you can't hate him. He's very mature. Uh, he's very proper. He doesn't really, um, he's not cocky. You know, he, he's a great leader. And I'm really glad he got re-signed to that big contract. And it obviously still has, um, in terms of my cap space perspective, there's still some room for the Eagles to maybe sign someone else, I believe, or mm-hmm. obviously sign their rookie class this year, uh, which will include Bijan Robinson, unless something magical happens and some team jumps up in front of the Eagles and traps Robinson. I think it's safe to say 
he's going to the Eagles. Because... Oh, God, I don't want to hear that yet. Ah. The Falcons, man. The Falcons love running the ball, and they're at the eight spot. So there's a chance they could do it. Ooh. They don't like the running backs they have. They can, uh, they can stick with the running backs they have. He drafted last year, and he ran for 1,000 yards his rookie year. So, I mean, that's really their – Cordell Patterson, he's kind of a, a man in the past now. Um, so it's really just Tyler Algier, and if they got Bijan, that would be a pretty deadly running back core. Between well, the two. We, we just have we just have to hope then that he yeah. that Bijan falls just just a couple more spots down. Yeah, exactly, to Philly, and then we're we're chilling, we're chilling. <laughs> uh, John Kirkner of the ITES podcast. By the way, John, before we go, do you want to discuss what your podcast is about? Uh, yeah. So uh, our our main goal is just to make fantasy football easy for the fantasy manager because a lot of times. Um, people make fantasy very hard on themselves. They dive in on all these very specific stats and they, they focus on it too much. We just go off of what we see, what we hear, and that's where we got the name, the eye test. So our, our main goal, you know, we kind of just, um, it sounds like we're just a bunch of dudes talking around a table or in the living room, you know, around a fire. This is very casual conversation. Not many stats are said. It's mainly about just what we see and um, how we feel. All right. I love it, John. Well, thank you for stopping by. Uh, we appreciate it. I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. If you guys haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to John uh, on YouTube, the ITES podcast. You can find that on there as well. And as always, we are proud to say we're partnered with Fanatics, the official partner of the Athletication Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your sports fan gear needs. Whether you need Giants gear, Eagles gear, Cowboys gear, no one needs Cowboys gear. No. Or even Commander. No, no one needs Commander's gears. No, <laughs> yeah, they're not even going to be called the commanders in a couple years. So just exactly. They actually have a name. We all call them the football team because we're so used to that still. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, yep, they're the official partner of our podcast. So make sure if you guys need any jerseys, men's, women's, kids, accessories, stop by Fanatic, uh, Fanatics, your one-stop shop for all your sports fan gear needs. Uh, John Kirkner, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And um, hopefully we can discuss more in the future, maybe towards – the beginning of the season, maybe your rankings have changed in terms of a fantasy football aspect. I do. I might need some assistance because I'm in a pretty big league this year uh, with 12 people. Uh, or is it 12 people or 10? I'm not sure. Uh, but money's involved. And when money's involved, I'm not trying to lose. So I yeah. might need your advice uh, later on before the season begins. But thank you, John. I appreciate you. I'm looking forward to talking with you soon. Yep. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, John. Appreciate it.